your eyes to the skies. It's time for Space Out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. And here we go. Ten. Hydrogen burn-off igniters initiated. Seven, six, five, four-stage engine start. Three, two, one. Boosters and ignition. And liftoff of Artemis One. We rise together back to the moon and beyond. Oh, that is so impressive, Josh. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, the video of Artemis Artemis 1 lifting off to the moon is up on the Stardome YouTube channel. Oh, look at it go. SLS now traveling 607 miles per hour. Wow, Josh, that is impressive. Yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing to watch it live, so I was, I was yeah, shaking a little bit, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now, okay, Phyllis and Josh, give us the background on Artemis 1 for those of us that have not been paying attention for the last few years? Yeah, so basically, um, Artemis 1 is our kind of first step back to the moon to return to the moon um, for long-duration stays. And, yeah, this is a rocket that NASA has been developing for decades. Um, and it's finally launched. So, yeah, the first mission to return to the moon. Um, the spacecraft is now orbiting the moon as we speak. Um, so it's testing all the systems. Um, they've had a pretty flawless launch, so they've really had no major issues. Everything seems to be going well. Um, and it's quite exciting just, you know, seeing all these photos and getting live streams from the moon, which is just incredible, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, now the space, Artemis 1 spaceship. So there's a big rocket, mm. the spaceship part, which is in orbit around the moon. Uh, describe yep. what that looks like for the listeners. So that's called Orion. So Orion's the name of the actual capsule where the astronauts will live. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of this teardrop-shaped capsule. It's kind of similar to the Apollo um, the Apollo capsules during that era. Um, but it's much larger-capable. Um, it has these big four solar panels to give it energy. Uh, but a lot of these photos that we're getting back from the spacecraft, it's got like 16 cameras or something. Um, they actually show the entire spacecraft. So they kind of take these selfies on the solar arrays. Um, you can see the spacecraft, you can see the moon, you can see the Earth behind. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. If anyone actually wants to see it, if you just look up the spacecraft, you can actually see um, those selfies from space, which is really cool. Just size-wise, uh, yeah. how, how big is it? Um, I think, oh, I couldn't tell you the exact meters. It's made for about four crew members. Um, so it's larger than the Apollo capsule. Mm. Um, that was designed for just three. So this is a four-person capsule. Um, and they designed, they basically plan to always have four astronauts in the capsule going to the moon when they do get to those later Apollo missions. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's much larger than those original ones. And, and the rocket itself, too, to actually launch it was much more powerful than the mm. Saturn V, too. Mm -hmm. uh, well, is it like got a good old supply of food and drink and instruments in there for doing sciencey stuff? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. This this mission in particular doesn't have, you know, human supplies per se, but it's testing all the systems, you know, the ox, for example, the life support systems that people will need. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, when we are sending the next mission, which is Artemis 2, um, that's in about two years, that will actually have crew on board, so that will have four people on board. Um, so, yeah, they, they have to take all their food with them. Um, space food is not necessarily <laughs> nice. It's kind of akin to plain food. Um, it's very compact. It's very flavorless apparently in space um, but yeah they have, they have to take everything with them so yeah 
definitely did need a bigger capsule for this mission. Okay, so the the Artemis One rocket, which they've been working on for decades and decades, it's blasted off into outer space. Has any of it returned mm. to Earth to be used again for the next mission, or have they just got to get a new rocket fresh? Yeah, so the, the actual, a lot of the components do come back to Earth. So when you see the rocket, you'll see those two big white things on the side, the boosters. Mm-hmm. Um, those actually, they break off, they fall back to Earth, into the ocean. They actually do get them. So they research those. They will reuse them probably on later Artemis missions. Um, and the tank itself, the big orange part, that also falls back to the Earth. I don't think they reuse that one. Um, but yeah, a lot of the parts they do reuse. So the engines, for example, the actual... You know, where the fire's coming out of those, a lot of those engines actually came from older shuttle missions because mm-hmm. um, they use a lot of the similar or same engines from shuttles. Um, so they're actually already use it, reusing parts from previous missions um, just to, yeah, really keep costs down, even though it is still very expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the Orion capsule, which is up there looking at the moon at, at present, mm. uh, it is just, you know, has the bare bones in there. Um, when yep. the, the astronauts arrive there next, they'll take their own food and stuff to that particular capsule, and it will be the capsule that's used for moon landings, or is it just purely for studying the moon? Yeah, so the, the actual capsule that we see, the Orion capsule, that's actually not the one that's going to the moon. Okay. So that's not designed. Um, it's designed to get them to, to the moon, basically orbit the moon. But when they get to the moon, they're actually going to be transferring to another vehicle, which is one that SpaceX is currently building. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lunar, a lunar landing system. So that will actually then take the astronauts to the moon and then off the moon surface and back to the Orion capsule. Because, um, yeah, the, the Orion capsule is basically designed to leave Earth, go to the moon, and to also return to Earth, whereas the, the lunar lander is not designed for those things. So you do need two separate vehicles. Okay. Okay, hang on. All right, so we've got Orion orbiting the moon at the moment. SpaceX is going to make something called... The Lander. The Lander, okay. Which will fly up to meet. Yeah, so that that will already be in orbit, so they'll be sending that before, before Orion launches with crew. They will rendezvous with that in orbit around the moon, transfer to that and then go down to the moon, basically. But it, it all sounds very complicated, but they've, um, they've done it before on Apollo, basically, but it's um, still quite technically challenging. Okay, there's an artist sketch of um, the SpaceX uh, moon landing shuttle. Yeah. Is that a pretty accurate depiction of what it could look like? Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, these are official renders from SpaceX. Um, but what we do know so far, even though we don't have you know fully built one yet, is... It's quite similar to the SpaceX Starships that we see. It's kind of a modified version of the Starship, which mm-hmm. they are building and which we can see at the moment. Um, and they plan to launch that in just a few weeks to actually start testing their systems. Yes. Because, um, yeah, they basically need that ready in about three to four years for the 2025 planned landing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be, it'll be very similar in size to the current Starship, which they're building. Yes. So uh, obviously the moon is no atmosphere. Is it mm, easier yep. to land something on the moon because there's no atmosphere, or does that make it harder? It's far easier. So it's kind of like a blessing in disguise because because there's no air, you don't need a heat shield, you don't need these, um, you know, big systems to protect the spacecraft like you do on Earth. You can basically mm. just slow down, and if you get slow enough, you can actually just go straight to the surface. There's nothing to kind of stop you because mm. um, yeah, the moon is a vacuum. It has no air. There's no atmosphere or anything, so it makes it much much easier um whereas you know on planets like earth or mars it's much harder because we actually have to get through the atmosphere okay all right so we've got artemis one done and dusted yep artemis two is going to be 
what's what's about the payload? 2024. So yeah. four crew members that'll be in about two years. Okay. Um, and then the plan is Artemis three, which will be the landing, is planned for 2025. There probably will be delays, um, but yeah, hopefully in about four or five years. Yeah. I mean, how long will the astronauts? Obviously, these are these are, you know, quite big blocks between mm. um, missions. So the like Artemis two astronauts will they just be going up there for a couple of months and then coming back to earth so the missions that's only 10 days oh, 10 um, days but it's, yeah it's not a long mission they go to the moon they orbit it around once and then they head back to the earth okay so that's kind of what the mission's doing at the moment with artemis one yes and then artemis three um they will have to go to the moon but then once they're there they plan to have you know up to a week on the surface of the moon yes um so yeah it's much longer than apollo you know when the first apollo mission landed they were there for just like 20 hours or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is a seven-day mission on the surface, which would be quite complicated. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the artist rendering, definitely check it out. It's up on the NASA website, and mm, I chucked it up. Cool. I borrowed it and chucked it up on the 95 BFM Drive Facebook. It looks pretty 70s, you know? It's like... Yeah, it's very, very sleek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now, Josh, um, this deal that has been struck with SpaceX for the lunar lander, many sort of strings attached or anything funny about the deal? Um, well, I think, it, yeah, so basically NASA, they've awarded another contract for a fourth landing, hmm. um, which, yeah, I think it kind of shows NASA's commitment to actually going and staying to the moon, because with current, you know, their current funding, they're only funded for the first three missions, but NASA's already kind of throwing a nibby and saying, well, you know, we believe we will have the funding for a fourth mission, and they're already committing to, you know, ask SpaceX to build another one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it just, you know, really shows that, that they are really planning to go back, that this isn't just, you know, some ideas and drawings on you know a whiteboard they actually really want to go and stay in the long term and just continue these missions and which has been quite exciting yeah yeah awesome hey uh now josh what's happening in the night sky at the moment uh, so we have a kind of cool astronomical event uh next week it's called the opposition of mars um so this happens about every two years roughly mars and earth get pretty much to our closest points within our orbit um so mars becomes really bright super easy to see you can see it the entire night um, and if you do have a telescope or, if, you know, we come down to start and we've got telescopes here, you can actually sometimes see the surface of Mars. Um, and you can only do this really during an opposition. So they're quite cool things to see. Um, but, yeah, if you don't have a telescope, you can still just see Mars with the naked eye. Um, and it peaks next week on, the, I think, Thursday. It's kind of the best day to see Mars. Okay. Pencil that in the diary and head on down to the Stardome. Anything else happening at the Stardome um, movie-wise or events-wise? Yeah, um, what have we got? We've got our sci-fi tomorrow, which is Sunshine, one of my favourite films. Mm-hmm. Um, still some tickets for that. We've also got our uh, um, 2022 end-of-year show, which is about to start. Um, yeah, so we've got a whole bunch of stuff happening, and obviously we've got the Mars opposition, so hopefully we'll get some clear nights uh, with the telescopes next week. Excellent. Hey, Josh from the Stardome, thank you very much, and we'll look forward to speaking with you in a fortnight's time. Right, speak to you then. Bye. All right, catch we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.